You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. I am so excited for today's episode. And before I get into that, I want to start by sharing that I have some spots available for one-on-one coaching. After you listen to the episode, you're going to just want to grab one of those spots, I know, but I did want to make sure that you knew. So the way that you can potentially work with me one-on-one is by filling out an application. I only work with a small number of people at a time. It's a really high level way to serve women who are committed to calling and love. So if you are ready to massively up-level your love life, if you're ready for just a transformation to really call in your person and create that beautiful relationship, then go ahead and apply to work with me one-on-one. I will be sure to link it in the show notes. Hello, hello, hello. It's Crystal Iram here. I am a relationship coach for smart, successful, spiritual women. And today we're talking about dating really just being the worst thing ever, right? You know, that's what I called this. But what we're really talking about is this idea of sort of talking about how much you hate dating um, and commiserating and sort of how that might be impacting your your love life and your relationships. So yes, today I want to talk about this idea that dating sucks, that men are the worst, that relationships are really hard to find, that good men are hard to find. Am I right? Are you with me? You know, and what I'm really getting at is this idea that when you're struggling with someone, you sort of want backup, right? Like you want someone to be like, yeah, I'm totally there with you. Yeah, it's really hard for me also. Yeah, it really is the worst. We look for this affirmation from other people. We look for someone to sort of back us up and be like, yeah, agreed. It sucks. It's the worst. And what I want you to be really aware of is the impact that that is having on your dating life, on the impact that it is having in your mindset around relationships. We all have our beliefs. We all have our thoughts. And when we have a particular thought, we're going to look for evidence that it's true. So, you know, the problem with this is that a lot of times the things that we are thinking and believing and looking for confirmation of are not things that serve us. So if you're saying, you know, dating is so hard, men are so gross, or like men are such jerks, you're going to naturally start looking for evidence of it. But that evidence is going to feel that much stronger when you have someone else sort of backing you up, being like, yeah, you're totally right. They are the worst. So what I want you to ask yourself, when you are in a situation where you're going to prepare to share a negative experience, a negative thought, a negative belief that you have, instead of just immediately starting to share that, you want to ask yourself, how does this serve me to get support around this? Because when we get that support, it just cements the belief in further. But, you know, what I always tell people is, you know, they'll say like, well, is that true? And I'll say, if it doesn't serve you, first of all, it's probably not true if it really doesn't serve you. But also, even if it is true, if it doesn't serve you, why would you want to continue believing that? You know, the only thing, like we get to decide what's true for us. So 
for someone to say, you know, relationships are only good in the beginning. That might feel true for them. That doesn't feel true for me. In my relationship, it keeps getting better and better because that's what I decided. That's what I decided I wanted my relationship to be like, what I wanted my relationship to feel like. It only gets better. But if someone really strongly believes it's only good at the beginning, they're going to end up in this string of relationships that are only good at the beginning. And then they're going to be like, I don't understand. Why was my relationship only good at the beginning? Well, because that is what you decided. That was the decision you made. And then you started looking for evidence of it. And then you started getting further support for it. So the reason that this actually was on my mind and something that I wanted to share is because I have a private Facebook group, Magnetizing Love. If you're not in it, I highly suggest you join. It's an amazing group with an amazing group of women. But what I see come up, you know, more than I think really serves are these posts where someone is sharing a struggle that they're having, not looking to see it differently, not looking for a solution, or at least not phrased in a way that that indicates that that's what their purpose is. The way that it is phrased the way that I perceive it is that they are looking for support in terms of someone else to affirm what's happening to them, for someone else to say, yeah, agreed. That's totally the same thing that happens to me. That's really what it looks like to me. And, you know, for me, it feels very heavy, very negative, very much like a victim mentality. This idea that we are in you know, with dating, we're in this this thing that traps us and has this power over us and control over us and we have no control over it. We have no say in how it goes and like it just is what it is and we're victims to it. And then it's like, well, of course you hate dating when that's how you feel about it. That is a very hard way to, it's a very hard way to like be in it. You know, for people who think dating is fun, dating is easy, that is what they're going to experience. You know, and this is really what manifesting is all about, right? Like it's deciding what you want and then starting to get into the feel of it, to get into the vibration of it, to bringing in the feeling of what you actually desire. So for me, for example, I was dating and I knew I wanted to meet my husband. I was like, I am going to meet my husband. I am determined to do this. I'm going to do it. I decided. And, you know, I had been dating for a while. Like, I didn't meet my husband when I was 19. It took me a, a while. And so I had had some horrible dating experiences. I've shared some of them before. Um, but I'd had a really horrible time dating. And so the evidence in front of me was that dating was hard, that it was hard to find a really good man, that men were not interested in commitment. That had been my experience. But rather than saying this is what my experience is, so this is the way it is, I decided I wanted something different. I wanted to experience things differently. So I didn't allow that to continue. I decided I'm going to meet my person. So to go along with that, I decided that dating was going to be easy for me. I decided that no matter what happened with the particular person that I went out with, he was going to treat me well. He was going to treat me really nicely. He was going to do his best to show me a good time. So These were all decisions that I made. And I started looking for evidence of that instead. So I made a move from Los Angeles to New York. And I 
was really, I was just like, it's a different energy here in New York. Like I want to have a different experience than I was having in LA. And so that was my decision. I was like, this is going to be different for me. And it was very interesting because I would I would speak the things that I wanted to believe. I would say, you know, dating is going really well for me. I meet amazing guys all the time. Every time I walk outside, I could meet someone new. I could go on a date every night of the week if I wanted. Every guy that I go out with adores me and thinks I'm charming. Like those were the things I kept telling myself. And I was telling myself, but I was also saying it to other people before it was fully my experience. So for example, I went out with this guy and it was just like a miserable date. Like he... (laughs) This was like really weird. We had like made plans and then he like sort of changed them. And so I was living on the Upper West Side and I ended up taking a train all the way into Brooklyn. And it was like that would have been okay. But then I found out that like we were basically a block or two from his house. And so that just I was like, I don't like that. Like, why would I come all the way to see you? Like, so that like gave me a bad impression as soon as I realized that he was like walking distance from where we met. And then the place that he took me really wasn't very nice. It was sort of like I, in my mind, I was like, he wants me to come all this way because he has a very specific place in mind. And I will say that I, you know, sometimes men are more comfortable when they're in their sort of own domain. So, you know, I definitely like to be picked up. I liked when the guy would come closer to me. To me, that felt really good. That made me feel more taken care of when I didn't have to, you know, travel on my own. But I do think that there is something to be said for a man being a little bit more comfortable when he's in his own environment, not comfort, but like knowing where to go, knowing where to take you. And so I like to give guys a little bit of leniency for that because it's like if someone really wants to show up for you and impress you and take you somewhere special, then someplace closer to where they live, you know, it makes sense that they would know like, oh, I know this really cool, cute spot. And that was usually my experience when someone wanted me to come to them. Is because they had something special in mind. But that was not this guy. <laughs> that was not his deal. He did not have any place special in mind. He was just lazy. He did not want to come up to where I was. So I trek all the way down and we go to this place that was basically a juice bar. And it was in the evening. So it was like a bunch of people had come out of yoga classes and like were sweaty. And that was the vibe. You know, there was like these bright fluorescent lights. And I was just like, the whole scene was making me a little bit anxious. It was just like a lot of stimulation. The music was loud. There was a lot of people. The lights were super bright. And like, you could just smell the people coming out of hot yoga and spinning class and like sweaty and gross. So I was just like, bro, this is so not my jam. Like, you've got the wrong girl. I was really not impressed with him at all. And it went on, whatever. I don't need to go any further than that. So anyway, I had that date. And then that was on like a Thursday, I think. And then that weekend, I was sitting with like eight girls and we were at a we were at a brunch um and everyone was just sharing their like shitty dating stories basically and you know it was like I had one of those things where I was like "Ooh, I have such a good story I had the most ridiculous thing happen then I was like no I'm not going there because that is not what I'm creating that is not the existence I want to live in I do not want this situation to be real for me and so when it sort of like came an opportunity for me to speak I instead spoke about a date I'd had like three weeks before with someone who you know, treated me really nicely. And he'd listened to something I'd said on like our first date. We were going on like a second date. And he like took me someplace that he knew I would like. And so instead of talking about this crappy date that I'd had two days before, I went a little bit further back and focused on like the positive date. And so even though I felt like, you know, that person wasn't right for me and I didn't want to continue dating him, 
that was the example that I pulled on. That's what I focused on. And I tried to let that other thing sort of drift away. It was like, in my mind, I set that up as like, that's crazy that that happened to me. Nothing like that ever happens to me because my dating experiences are always amazing. Like that is really like the mindset I had about it. Like I did not allow that to be like a defining thing where it's like, oh, of course, all of my dates are like that or like blah, 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 whatever. Like I did not want that to be a thing for me. So I didn't allow it to be a thing for me. I did not affirm that situation. I did not affirm that reality. I chose to focus on something different. So You know, that's what I really want you to be aware of and to keep doing. It's like, what do you actually want to affirm? What do you want to keep showing up in your life? Because whenever you're mentioning the things that aren't working for you, the things that feel like a struggle for you, the things that are just like not clicking into place, you're basically saying to the universe, this is what I want. I'm super focused on this. Bring me more of this. Bring me more of these guys who make me trek down to Brooklyn to take me to some gross place. Like, no, that's not what I wanted to focus on. And so that's what I want you to really stay aware of is where are you sort of looking for sympathy? You know, and here's another thing that I think women sometimes don't realize is that we can, you know, I don't refer to like blocks too often um, because I don't love this. I Like block sounds very heavy and it feels like, well, I'm blocked. So that's that. Like I'm blocked. Like to me, it feels like a cement wall that like, how am I going to get through this huge block? And I don't think it has to be that serious because the truth is, is you can decide something different in a moment and things can start to shift immediately. You know, the moment where you shift is often a moment. It's not like this long drawn out process, which I think is what a lot of us sort of imagine. Like this is something I need to fix. I've got to fix it. It's going to be really heavy and I've got to move and it's going to take a long time. It's going to stretch out over months and years and then the block will be removed and I'll be able to, you know, move through the door. It's like, don't make it such a big thing. So I don't usually talk about blocks, but I do think that people can sometimes block themselves in a way because they are not aware of some of the benefits that they are getting from staying where they are. And so, you know, this example that I'm giving about sort of being able to talk with your girlfriends and commiserate with them about how miserable things are, this is like a big benefit that a lot of people aren't fully aware of. So, you know, it's going to depend on your situation. So for some people, it could be like you have a group of like close girlfriends and the ones that are in solid relationships, they're like the minority. And so it feels good to be part of like this this majority where it's like you can talk about your dating horror stories. You can talk about what jerks men are like you can you can have that connection with them. You know, so that's one aspect where it's like it gives you that bond. And then there's some it's a really different situation where like amongst the people that you know, you're pretty much the only one who is still single or who always is dating bad guys. And that is a really, it can be a really comfortable place in some ways because it allows you to bring in sympathy. You know, if you can be the one who is really struggling in that way, you know, that can be, yeah, it can just be a way of getting like a lot of sympathy. Your friends can look at you and be like, oh, bless your heart. But in an actual genuine loving way, and that can feel really good, um, especially for someone who doesn't necessarily feel like they get as much care or get as much attention. You know, that's another thing. It's like if you're going on crazy dates all the time, horrible dates, and you have all these nightmare stories, that is a way of getting attention. You know, you can talk about those things and people are paying attention because it's it's fun to listen to stories, right? Like we like stories. We're sort of fascinated by the way other humans act. And so it's natural that like we want to hear stories and that 
it can feel really good to be the one telling the story, the one who's getting all of that attention, you know, regardless of whether it's really positive attention or it's attention of just like, wow, this is outlandish or wow, I feel really bad that this is what's going on. So, you know, that's the other aspect is look, it's like, what is the benefit of me staying where I am? Recognizing what you see as the benefits can really clear a lot of space because these are some of our biggest fears, ultimately. You know, if you're someone who is getting a lot of attention because of those stories that you're able to share, then that could be a big fear. Like, I won't get the same attention and care from the people around me. If I have a partner that I love, people won't feel bad for me. People won't, you know, rally around me to support me. You know, that's one thing. It's like no one really likes inherently this idea of being looked down on. But there is something to having people sort of wanting to bring you up and like wanting to support you in that way. And being someone who's really struggling with one area, that really allows for that right? So being aware of what some of these things that are sort of keeping you holding on to why you are staying single, why you're not getting into the relationship you want can be really, really powerful and really allow you to sort of move forward. So anyway, the moral of this whole story is to really pay attention to what you're sort of affirming what you're looking for support on are you looking for support on things that you really want things that you really want to call in or are you looking for support around something that you don't want to call in and you know I want to clarify here because I'm not saying if you're struggling with something you can't get support on it you absolutely can get support on it but don't just go into like some wide thing you know like if you're going into a Facebook group with 20,000 people and you're just like is anyone else having this horrible experience it's a very different thing than if you're coming from more of an empowering place. If you're saying, you know, I know that the next level version of me has this experience with men in relationships, but here's where I am currently. Does anyone have thoughts on how I might close that gap? Like, can you feel how different that is? It's like a completely different stance. It's so much more empowering and the focus is so much more like vividly and powerfully on how you can get to where you want to be rather than, you know, I am where I am, I'm stuck here and that's that. You know, and then also really taking a good look at some of the, you know, benefits that you get from having the sort of experiences that you are, you know, having that sympathy or having that sense of community or having that sense of support that you get from staying in the situation that you are. Because, you know, when you have that awareness, you can also look for other ways to get that that don't require you staying single if what you ultimately want is to call on that really great relationship. So those are my thoughts on that. So I hope this resonates and I will talk to you again soon. I am so grateful for all of my listeners. I love creating this content. I love this podcast. And there's nothing I want more than for more women to have happy, healthy, loving relationships with the man of their dreams. Now, I have a small favor to ask. If you have been listening and enjoying the podcast, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It helps so much. It is the only way that we are going to get this content into the hands and ears of the women that really want it and need it. So if you have been listening for a while and you're absolutely loving the podcast, leave us a rating and review. It means absolutely everything to us.
Thanks so much. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast. 